You're listening to the Nature Connections Show with Sarah Estelterna, your direct connection to the heart of nature, dedicated to sharing inspirational information to heal and guide your life journey personally and professionally. So welcome everybody to this week's uh, Nature Connections show. My name is Sarah Estelle Turner. This week my guest is Chris Phillips, who is a flower essence therapist with 30 years experience and also the author of a brand new book called Treating Depression Naturally. Um, Now Chris works in a way that's very dear to my own heart in that he embraces and uses lots of different ranges of flower essences, which I think is always really, really useful for a very well-rounded way of, of looking at treating our emotional well-being. And I love the book myself, and it was really important for me to give Chris the opportunity to share a little bit about the book and his work here with you today. So a big welcome to you, Chris, to the Nature Connection Show. Thank you very much, Sarah. Hello, everybody. Yeah, you're very welcome. So, so we're here today to kind of um, shine a little bit of light on this word depression, which is so used, um, something we all feel sometimes, but then there are so many people for whom depression casts large and very um, limiting and debilitating shadows on their life. So I thought it might be an idea to maybe ask you what you feel depression is and why it is so very prevalent nowadays. I, um, I think depression is something that is absolutely unique to the individual and yet there seems to be some kind of common thread that goes through it all. I, I have in mind that we get into depression when we need to, a timeout. But I, I also have the idea that we get pushed into it by keeping our anger down. We get pushed into it by, by loss sometimes, by being shoved back into old grief perhaps by something that seems almost quite small. And uh, we manifest that depression in our very own way. And that's why it looks so very different for all, from all of us. And why, certainly in the book, I've tried to reflect as many different facets of it as I possibly could and uh, address helpful essences. Um, yeah. It was one of the things that really struck me about your book and one of the reasons I love it so much. And although emotional well-being is is my area of specialization like yours, it really kind of like brought it home to me that something like depression is so very individual. So by treating it, if you like, with one thing, which the pharmaceutical industry might do, um, makes it, it, you know, it, it can be less than helpful sometimes and by actually um, 
embracing the individual aspect of it is so very helpful. So you've done a great job um, at doing that. I know this is a kind of like really big question, but again, maybe it's just worth touching on it. I wonder if depression is really more prevalent nowadays or whether whether it's always been here, it's just a facet of the human being. Um, it's certainly talked about more nowadays, um, whether modern life creates that space inside us where we might call ourselves depressed. What are your thoughts on that? I think here in the West, we're, there's a lot expected of us and of our individuality. And in a way, we expect, we expect a lot back. We, um, we don't always get those expectations met. We get angry about it. Anger is not something that we can easily uh, express because we're discouraged from it. I think that our whole upbringing is, uh, is very often that we live in a society and anger is inconvenient, embarrassing, and ought to be put down. We're, we're bred to this from childhood. And that does seem to be a thread that runs through many of these varieties of depression. They, this big emotion that we can't properly put out is something that shuts us down in a way. I, I hope that, um, I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah, so I guess you're kind of saying, which I agree with that, um modern life, how it is manifesting, is kind of bringing, is contributing to the feelings of depression that some of us may experience. Yes, I think that's exactly so. Mm. And I do think that it's more prevalent in, in the West now than it has been. I can't really speak for the rest of the world. Um, but we seem to run at a different rate here. Mm. And um, that's why it's perhaps our disease more than any, more, more than others. Yeah, and I, I remember when we first had a chat before we, um, before we recorded this interview, you mentioned that um, one of the reasons you chose to address depression in your book was because you, ha you were seeing so many clients who were coming with that to you for help. Y yes, the book in fact came out of a data sheet. I just started producing notes on what worked, on what helped uh, uh, with, with depression and looking at uh, the different aspects of it. And uh, I realized that um, my notes on that subject were larger than my notes on anything else. And it tended to follow from that over a number of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot's been said nowadays, isn't it, about there's lots of research been done on as we go more into an online world um, and other aspects as well, we, we are becoming more disconnected from nature and that nature being in nature is one of the greatest ways to connect us back to ourselves and therefore lift a depression or an anxiety state. Yes, certainly it, just being out there, getting out into, um, into nature is a way of engaging, re-engaging with our bodies, with all of us. Um, exercising, 
is, is a way of saying, look, I'm not living in my head entirely. I'm using the rest of me. And uh, this brings us back into balance. This is, of course, what flower essences are doing, what, what all kinds of vibrational essences uh, are, are doing so well. They are getting us back into balance. They're, they're looking at the difficult bits and saying, okay, that's something, that's a difficult emotion that I've got here. I don't want to lose that emotion entirely. I want to get it back into balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you, you talked about pharmaceuticals and really they can be so helpful uh, to, to, to people. But the truth of the matter is that they just work on the symptoms. They don't go to the core. They don't actually go to the beginning. That, that isn't there. That isn't their intention. And many people find that without going back to the beginning, they are not getting to where they need to be. They're not being able to work effectively, to lift their depression effectively. Yeah. And I think that's where the essence is coming. So they can be used together, really, aren't they? That's what, one of the things I wanted to ask you, if people, are, anybody's listening who is already being treated via their doctor, by their GP, is it okay to take flower essences as well? They seem to work very happily with all other types of pharmaceutical medication, indeed all other types of, of therapy that I've ever come across. Yeah. They don't get in the way of each other. So as there may be some people listening, and I hope they are, who are new to flower essences, um, because I know you and I share a passion to allow as many people as possible to find out about the modality. Um, could you share just a little bit about what flower essences are and how we take them and, and how they can help? And then what we're going to do is talk about specific areas of depression and some essences that might help. But let's start off by talking about what they are, just for somebody who might not know. Essences are um, literally that, the essence of the flowers or the, um, or, or the, the, the vibrations that are chosen to balance us. We're vibrational beings. We're, we're, um, we're vibrational beings at their core, and this is something that physics understands extremely well. And um, the essences have a vibrational structure. And when that vibrational structure gets in among us, it has a capability of balancing us, of balancing our emotions particularly, of balancing our difficult mental states. And so we look at these big emotions and we choose essences for them. So if we're dealing with anger, we might choose um, Dr. Bart's Holly. If we're choosing, if we're looking at, at grief, we, we might choose Dr. Bart's Water Violet. If we're looking at low self-esteem, we might go to Larch, for example. And all of these, all of these emotions are not there to be suppressed. They're, they're, there, they're there to be um, moderated, as it were. If they're too strong for us, then they're going to make life very inconvenient. Essences can take away that inconvenience. They can bring the emotions back into balance and we can get on with our lives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They are one of the sort of hidden secrets of, um, of natural medicines, aren't they? And uh, I think it's starting to change now and hopefully we can contribute to that by our discussion today. So as we mentioned, um, 
in your book, Treating Depression Naturally, you have very cleverly and in, in a very, very easy way, divided the book up into different areas of depression. Um, we don't have the time to look at all of them today, but just looking at the back of the book, you mention um, areas like obsessive compulsive disorder, low self-esteem, grief and loss, seasonal affective disorder, hormonal depression, anxiety, um, just to name a few, and there's many more than that. So for the purposes of today, we've chosen three areas that we'd just like to talk to you a little bit about um, and to mention an essence or two from each category that might be helpful to you. So I think one of the things that we keep being drawn back to, Chris, um, is the word anger. Yeah. And how it's um, a facet of depression of all different kinds. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you have found that and how it manifests and the importance of healthy anger? I think that um, what uh, my observations have drawn me to, to is the, the depth that um, we go back to. We need to go back to the very beginning, that it seems to be that... Um, in the very, very beginning, children have anger. I, I found myself working, working recently with a child that was seven weeks old and it had infant colic, and it was well, it was an angry baby. Um, it it, uh, it looked very healthy to me, but the mother was holding the baby and saying, "Well, I didn't want this baby. When I was carrying the baby, I broke my knee." had to go into hospital and there was the baby. There, there was I carrying the baby in hospital, being operated on for my knee. And um, the birth was difficult. And the whole thing was, uh, was laid out in front of me. And then when I looked at it, I found that the baby was carrying this anger, um, carrying this grief at um, the difficult life that uh, he'd been introduced to and displaying all of the problems that people in their adulthood could do. And this um, really seemed to bring the point home that these big emotions, anger, grief, and very often guilt, because the baby from the beginning is forming its personality, is, is developing its ego. It looks at the world through its eyes, and when the world's not going very well, it knows who to blame and it's, it blames itself. The baby blames herself or himself for, for the things that are going wrong and carries guilt indefinitely. Um, anger seems to be there from the very beginning and if, we can, and, and if we get occasion for anger at a later stage, we either express it sometimes outrageously or we repress it and we can then drop into depression all too easily. Yeah, I know when I first started my essence journey, um, and for all of us, it's always ongoing. I didn't know that part of myself at all, the part of myself that could express anger, because it wasn't, I came or come from a family where anger wasn't, you know, we didn't show anger, nobody showed me how to do it. And so life went on in its surface ways. There was a lot of love, it wasn't, bad family in that way but anger I just wasn't given a model for it so I didn't know how to do it 
and essences have taught me so much about that. Yes, I think so. I think that it's um, it's a great start, isn't it, to sort of recognise that big emotion and see what one can do with it. Yeah. And yeah. There are so things that, that seem to really help to to bring it back into. Yes. And I, I'm what I'm hearing from us talking is is the word balance as well. Is like this baby who was displaying anger that was maybe out of balance in the sense that it was angry all the time or a lot of the time, whereas people maybe a little bit like myself as a teenager or as a very young woman didn't know how to express it, so kept it all inside. So it's it's finding that middle point. Yes, mm. that's exactly so. You, you don't want the baby to lose its ability to cry, to express its anger, <laughs> but you do want it not to be angry all the time. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think it's the same for all of us. Uh, you don't want the, the young girl, the young person to be uh, unable to say when things are not, to, are not going right, to be able to express it clearly. Um, in some families, I think that's allowed. In, in, the, in the past, there have been too many families where it's been too embarrassing and the training of the child, the education of the child, has been to, um, to dampen down that anger, to, to not express it at all, to a point where the child loses the understanding of, of what the emotion is for. Mm. So it's a big area, isn't it? A very big area. And uh, flower essences are always chosen um, individually. So, but let's try. Um, if you, if there were a couple of essences, if somebody listening recognizes what we're saying, um, where would they maybe start? Where would be a good place to start for them to help them with that anger? Well, if we're working with that particular emotion, I think you go, you could start with Dr. Bach's Holly very safely. It's the, it's the, the essence that deals with all that is the opposite of love. It deals with jealousy, it deals with hatred, it deals with bitterness, um, and brings us back into the original love where we all came from and where we all hope perhaps to get back to. Um, that seems the starting point. If you look at um, Ian White's essences, I suppose the dagger hakia and the mountain devil, and, and they have a family aspect to it as well, and I think that's quite interesting. Those two essences seem to be dealing with um, strong reactions within the family, and that often naturally relates to people in the, in the light of what we've been saying. Um, I found Forsythia comes up a great deal from the Pacific essences, uh, and that's extremely useful at balancing anger. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, the, the batch essences are the most easily found essences, I think, because there could be people listening or watching this from literally all over the world. So um, the batch essences are easily found. Um, uh, in Chris's book, Treating Depression Naturally, there is um, a resources section in there, isn't there, Chris, where people can actually go and find the different ranges you mentioned? Yes, there are. There are. You, can, you can actually go directly to the maker or they have a representative, a, a, a retailer in this, in this country. And you can source these through the, 
uh, I've given my web addresses. Okay, so let's move on to the next area that we chose to talk about today, which was hormonal depression. <laughs> so um, I'm sure there's lots of ladies listening who understand this. Um, so I guess this could be at all different ages of a woman's journey and possibly for a man too. You know, I don't think we should forget that this can manifest to for men as they age, although Clearly, it's a different being, but it's maybe some similar, the emotions might be similar. So talk to us a little bit about the hormonal depression and um, what, what you feel is the difficulty there. I think that um, in a way, these hormonal um, depressions come at that time of change in a person's life uh, looking at looking at womanhood it, it, it's the, the girl moving into adolescence um, and certainly the period around having a baby or failing to have a baby is uh, something that brings in all kinds of swirling difficult emotions because the woman seems to be asked to sort things out. She's actually getting um, an opportunity, in a way, to look at the difficult stuff in, in her life. And um, she's, she's perhaps finding it hard to accommodate a new baby because her own mother, had difficulties which were acknowledged or unacknowledged, but they were built into the to the woman herself. And they're brought out at this time to be looked at and adjusted. There's a lot in this notion of depression being a period of reflection, a time for reflection where you can actually go out and adjust the, the way that you look at the world and adjust those difficult emotions that are that are inconveniencing you, that are, that are guiding you or apparently misguiding you. But if we have this, um, if we have this upsurge of hormones, they, they liberate us in a way. They make it more easy to get to the bottom of things. And um, I think that I've taken that attitude with the, the essence is that if one can look at this with an open mind, look at the problems reflected in the book and see the essences that are attracted to those then this could be helpful obviously anger that we've just been discussing is, is one of the emotions but um, fear can be an issue too um, the ability to control events is challenged if one feels that you can manage the world uh, in a certain way you've got used to doing that then a baby is uh, the <laughs> the very best way of challenging that notion for a start. And uh, you have to look at how you, um, how you interact with the, with the world that includes your baby with it. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot can be learned at this time. Absolutely, yes. And there are as, um, chapters of your book, aren't there, that deal with um, postpartum depression and also menopause and also aging. So. Um, that could that could bring in the aspects of depression, which are very real, 
for all of us as we age and our bodies change. So again, it's a very, very big area, um, but if there are any probably ladies, not wishing to exclude the men, but it is an area that maybe women will understand more um, from a hormonal point of view. Um, are there, could you mention maybe one or two essences that might be helpful for hormonal depression? Well, I did mention controlling as being um, a feeling that's uh, challenge when, when the baby comes along. It, it, um, Dr. Bark's vine is, is helpful there. And also um, rock water itself, which is uh, an amazing essence in that it is derived from spring water rather than from particular flowers. But it's, uh, it, it has this helpful characteristic of uh, loosening things up. Um, the walnut essence from uh, the, the, the Bard range does the same thing. Um, I also find that um, poison hemlock from Pacific essences is very valuable and sea palm, they're, they're good essences at managing this, um, this need to control one's world, bringing that back into balance. Mm. Um, so I think those are the ones that sort of stick in my mind. Mm -hmm. and, um, essences to consider at a time like this. Mm -hmm. You know, the essence that jumped out at me talking as a woman of a certain age um, whose hormones are changing um, was the orange honeysuckle from the Pacific Range for yes. embracing the creativity as we lose it in one sense of, you know, just reminding the body that we are always creative. It just changes its nature. I couldn't agree more. It's a wonderful, a wonderful essence that has, um, that, that, that manages on the one hand to, um, to deal with difficult aspects of our work and shows the way forward. It's such a creative essence. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's move on to the third area. And I think we're realizing and, and it's good for us all to see this, that what we're talking about through all the three areas are very similar things. There's a, a similar theme goes through them um, but the third area we chose to talk about was that of young people and uh, taking us back really to where we be almost began was talking about how as the world changes it's becoming more and more apparent that lots of young people are really struggling yes that's um, that comes out strongly a lot is expected of them and yet their teachers, and I mean that in the broadest sense, their parents, their teachers, uh, the adults, the, the, the people who hand the world onto them, are expecting a great deal of them, and yet those very adults seem to have given them a very messed up world to deal with, and uh, they don't seem to be taking very much account of it, and so, these children grow into adulthood experiencing repressed anger that we've talked about, um, frustrated ability to control that we've talked about, and also, I think, fear. And uh, this is something that isn't always obvious, but can be locked within them. You're, you're inheriting uh, a world which is under 
under threat and it's pretty natural to be fearful of it. And I think this is the, the other uh, element that uh, is very strong in, in these children. Grief maybe, um, but, but fear impresses me there. Yes, yes. So if there are any young people listening or maybe teachers or parents who um, would like to help their young people, what might be an essence or two that they could turn towards to start their journey? Um, I like uh, I like Bailey's Cypress Rock Rose very much. It has that ability to, to transmute fearfulness into um, to give a perspective to it. And, and this this is something that comes out in, in that depressive notion of taking stock, of actually looking uh, again and just drawing some deep breaths and going forward. And, and Cypress Rock Rose is, is a very nice essence from that point of view. Yeah. Um, Grey Spider Flower from Ian White's Bush Essences. Mm-hmm. And of course, Dr. Bach himself has the Aspen, the Mibulus, the specific fears, and his own rock rose essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those differences deal with fear, I think. Yeah, lots of ideas. Thank you, Chris. It's been, um, as we said at the beginning, it's a huge subject. I hope we've uh, done it a little bit of justice as we've talked together today. Um, Thank you very, very much for sharing your time and wisdom with us today. Um, Thank you for writing your beautiful book. Um, If anybody would like to know more about the work that you do, because I know you also offer flower essence uh, consultations yourself, or would like to purchase your book, can you tell them how they can do that? Well, I think that uh, the book, it comes from Floris, the publishers. That's easiest to go onto the Floris website and uh, they can actually read a couple of chapters of the book there. And my own website is at um, flower-therapy.co.uk. I think I've got that right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Floris publish- Publishers, Floris is spelt F. L O R S, and we'll put the link. Sorry, O R I S. Oh yeah, did I say that wrong? I did. F L O R I S. Yes, we'll put the link up um, in its written form alongside the interview. Yeah. So thank you again. Thank you again. Um, Anybody listening or watching, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear um, how this has helped you, or. yeah, to, to if, if it touches you and if you know somebody to whom this might be helpful, we'd love it if you could share it as well because Chris and I share a big passion of uh, knowing how much essences can help us on very deep way, in very deep ways and in ways that not other modalities can. So it would be if, wonderful if we can shift and help people um, in small or big ways via this interview. Thank you, Sarah. Thank, thank you for listening. And I, I think my closing thought was the importance of looking at the words in the book, of thinking about our difficulties and depression and 
using the intuition that seems to be key in getting us to the essences we need or to the, the thoughts that we need to get out of our difficulties. Yes, absolutely being drawn. So, you know, when to trust our heart that when something, you know, catches our attention somewhere to follow the trail and go and look with curiosity. So absolutely. Okay, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Nature Connections Show with Sarah Estelle-Turner, your direct connection to the heart of nature, dedicated to sharing inspirational information to heal and guide your life journey personally and professionally.